Did you know that the Basenji, which is often called the barkless dog, communicates not through barks, but actually through unique vocalizations? We call them barus, which I imagine sounds like, (laughs) but this is actually because of the shape of their larynx. And that's right. While your Fido might be singing the songs of his people through barks, the Basenji, a specific dog breed, is like the opera singer of the dog world. Welcome to the Dog Moms. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today because we have a very special episode for you. We are going to interview Arden Moore. That's right. Arden Moore wears many collars in the pet world, including a national radio show host, a podcast host, professional speaker and MC, best-selling author. She's a fear-free certified professional and master pet first aid and CPR instructor. Oh That's my gosh. That's a lot of collars to wear. Holy That's cow. A lot. I've only got one here. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know, right? That's impressive. I really can't wait to hear more about that, especially the first aid side, because that's something I need to refresh in my brain. Uh, That's true. We're going to talk to her about many things, but also Halloween, which is tomorrow. We want to have her give us some safety tips for your dogs, especially with tomorrow's celebrations. All right. And guys, don't forget, if you have any questions for us, be sure to go to dogtv.com slash the dog moms. You can leave us a voicemail, send us a question, and we'll feature you on the show and answer your question. We absolutely love hearing from you guys and learning more about your dogs. All right. But before we get into that interview, let's talk a little bit about Halloween and what's going on at our houses. So Amber, you kick it off. Tell me about what are you doing? Because I know you put out some pretty cool videos, which is working your dogs. That's absolutely right. I really spend a lot of time prepping my dogs for Halloween. And I like I like to over prep so that my dogs are completely and cats are completely comfortable when it comes to Halloween. And I don't know about you guys, but when you go on walks, sometimes some houses have some spooky Halloween decorations outside. And for some dogs, that can be kind of scary. And so I really like to try my best to expose my dogs to that gradually. And one really great way you can do that is to find a pet-friendly Halloween store. So sometimes going to somewhere like Lowe's, a lot of Lowe's stores are pet-friendly. And you can actually take your dog there and practice having them around Halloween decorations. But one of the biggest mistakes, Chrissy, that I see people do when they are introducing scary things to their dog is they take a treat and they lure their dog really close yeah. to the thing that is scary and then give them the treat. And then what ends up happening, the dog realizes they're way closer to that decoration than they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And then after they eat the treat, they go, whoa, and they back up because they didn't anticipate being that close to that thing. So That's right. And I wanted scarier. to mention – yeah, and some of yeah. them like jump out at you and That's make right. weird and they sounds. Move. So like you trigger if you come up and it's really quiet and then you trigger the movement of the thing, like that could Absolutely. be so scary if you're two feet or one foot from right. it. Right. And then if your dog reacts scared, that's I mean, that's understandable. But I find something that really helps my dogs and lots of dogs that I train is instead of luring them up to the scary thing, I like to have them at least, you know, somewhere near it where they can see it. But I will stand closer to the scary object, the Halloween decoration, and I will throw treats on the floor away from the decoration so that the dog's choice to come 
up to the decoration is all up to them. And they're getting reinforced for approaching it because it's their decision. So if you kind of force it on your dog, that tends to make it scary. But if you just toss the tree away from the decoration, it makes it up to the dog if they want to go up to it. And it's like an indirect way to like be around it. Like they're not asked to go straight to it, but just exist around it. And it's okay if you get in the store and you're like 10 feet away and there's no way you're getting closer. But if you can walk your dog and keep like good contact and like have good interaction 10 feet away, I still call that a win. I mean, absolutely. And And I know one of your favorite things to do with your dog is like really getting them like amped and training and playing with them. And I'm sure that you kind of incorporate that into getting them used to it for Halloween too. Yes, I do. And I, and I'm really trying to be like the biggest advocate for them as well. Like I, and I know it's so funny, but like even those blow ups sometimes in people's yards, Mm -hmm. they'll totally throw them off. And so I just try to like not force the, not force it. I used to freak out like as a trainer and as a dog mom, I used to panic like, oh my gosh, my dog's afraid of this. And now we have a problem. Yeah. And I need to now fix it. Now I have it. to fix it. Yeah. Right. We're <laughs> fixers. Right. And so, but now I've like taken a deep breath. Like that's not the case. And in fact, some dogs just have the day where they're like not into it and other dog and other days they're going to be more into it. And especially if you give them time to just adjust. So I don't want you to yeah. run the lows and be like, I'm going to have a major successful day. You may get there and it could be overwhelming, but like you, if you can be far away and your dog kind of looks yeah. like distance and still checks in with you I would say like call that a win you don't yeah, need your take, dog take to the, be take the small successes you don't need the dog to be like performing with with a scary right. thing as long as right. they can feel confident and you know it's something it's a slow progression it's not like you're gonna jump to perfection it's so true dog. and we're like decorating our house and things like that because I have a six-year-old so now she's like let's do Halloween right before Aww. we can get away with doing little bits but you know with that all that being said we just really you know are careful at what we have around our house and that's something that not only am I being super careful about what I choose to bring into the house but we're going to have a great conversation with Arden Moore to go deeper into the Halloween do's and don'ts and there's a lot yeah. of great do's that you can have with your dog that like can make the holiday fun instead of everyone thinking, oh, I better shut my dog out or we got to do all these things, like have them not be involved. There's ways you can have them be involved. It's just, you need to do it at your dog's pace. Yeah. And that's why I think Arden Moore is like the perfect guest to have on this episode because she talks so much about pet safety and she's just amazing. So I think we should jump to that interview. I think we should too. I think let's learn more about her and let's bring her on. Well, Arden, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. Uh, just for everyone to know, uh, can you t- start up by telling us like how you first got interested in pet behavior and training? Because that's like the umbrella to all the amazing other things that you do. Well, I had been a journalist, still am, for many, many years. And I went into the field of pet health and behavior writing and got to team up with major veterinarians and behaviorists, you know, the ones with the Vanna White initials after their names because <laughs> they're certified and everything. And they took me under their wing. And I think I, I've always loved dogs and cats. And why not help others with good science and good training tips to bring a better bond to you and your pet and to keep them healthy? Hmm. So that's how I got into all this. So I'm known as America's pet health and safety coach. Because I do teach uh, pet first aid and and oh, wow. free and uh, behavior, so I got my girl with me. Kona, come on! <laughs> oh, what a cutie! So doing a so little sweet. mild, subtle Halloween costume. She is known as Pet Safety Dog Kona, and nickname Ice Cream Kona. Oh my goodness! I have a cat here who loves dogs. Oh my gosh, how cute! His name is. 
pet safety cat Casey. Oh, I now love why that. does why does Kona have a nickname Ice Cream Kona? Because it's just a cool name, and when oh, you good. say that, <laughs> not like pup cups. All mm-hmm. get yeah, him some I mean, pup cups. He's a certified therapy dog. The cat's a certified therapy cat. Wow. And when you go to see kids and you tell her her nickname, you can see them just feel safe. Oh, light up. So it's it's sort of a it's a fun name. You're and gonna I bet have you to she dress, likes ice cream. You're going to have to dress her up as an ice cream cone for Halloween. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. I think I, I actually have an ice cream cone costume. I'll have to send it your way. That's I want to so ask you, though. So you said that their nicknames are Pet Safety Casey and Pet Safety Kona. Um, is that because they're involved in some sort of way with your program? Can you tell us about yeah. why and, and how um, that works? Pet First Aid for You is my company, and we train everybody from crazy cat ladies to veterinarians <laughs> in veterinary-approved pet first aid and safety. And I'm pretty lucky. You're looking at the most active safety cat in America teamed up with Kona, and we do it in person and Zoom now all over the world. Wow. And I think it's pretty fun. We make it fun. We teach you how to be a mutt giver. What do you do like when that. uh-oh happens and you don't have a first aid kit <laughs> and the clinic is far away? I show you with what you're wearing and around you to actually render aid on the scene wow. to your pet. So I'm very lucky. I got Kona and Casey, a couple of shelter alums, and they <laughs> dig being teachers. So we make a pretty good team. Now, do you do everything from uh, like safety as far as like your nicks and your little cuts while on the trail all the way to like life-threatening injuries yep, that like... Yeah. That's great. So like if you had to do like a tourniquet or something of that regard, you would have that capability to learn that as well? Yeah. And what we are teaching for safety is we teach people how to put pressure on an artery between the heart and the oh, wow. boo-boo instead of a tourniquet because okay. people don't always do it the right way. Right. Name Amputation. Is, it's turned uh-huh. into tripod. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's great though. No, that's wow. really good. I mean, those that's more than just a, Hey, here's a little first aid kit for like oh, no. the band-aids and the cleaning. It's like, this is we some show you how. really I mean, big you information. Your pets, right. And yeah. one of the best gifts you can give your pet is to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. And so I think everyone should take a pet first. And aid I think class. we all assume those big scary things won't happen to us, but it's just like insurance. You don't think you need it till you need it. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Right. And so it's like you, it's one of those situations where you're going to be so grateful to have that knowledge. And I think if we all just took the time to actually do that and not put it on the back burner, it's just going to make us that yeah, better, not 100%. just for us, but other people too. So is exactly. this like a, I, I see it's pet first aid for you is, is your company. Um, is this like a course that someone takes online or like, and what is it in that you go over if someone wants to learn more? It's, we have different levels. It's in person or interactive on zoom. And we promise no snoring, uh, <laughs> no uh, death by PowerPoint. Um, it's active and you're acting like a first responder. So wow. you get a two year certificate. And it's about a four and a half hour course. But if you just are a pet parent out there wanting to know a little bit of basics, we also teach a little short course. And if you're really into it, we actually teach a two day instructor training course. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So Is that to be like certified in teaching CPR? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. So that's can, great. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We teach different levels and we make it fun because I don't know about you two, but pet first day can sound pretty scary, right? Mm-hmm. Or, boring. So I, I have rhymes like, um, you never put ice cubes on a dog that's overheated. 
because in the words of our friend, ice, ice, not nice, baby. Oh, there you go. There you go. I like acronyms. So I like things yeah. like that because that's how I yeah. used to study for tests like back oh, in the day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so you remember it. <laughs> so you remember it and it's not all I mean, that's a good words. way to remember. And then when you're doing chest compressions for your safety, the hand that does the pump is always closest to the rump. Mm. Oh, See, that's I, good to know. I think I'll like take that with me now because I would have yeah. never remembered that. No, right. <laughs> so now, so because that's how we learn. There's so many different tiers to that, but is there something that for every basic pet parent out there, is there like one tip that you like to share to everybody out there that they should know about first aid? I think they need to get into the habit of doing a head to tail check on their pets mm -hmm. at least once a week, one-on-one -on -one without the others to determine what is normal to catch a little growth on them or a yeah. hot spot and save money at the vet and extend the life of your pet. And the second takeaway is I wish it, we could, but our pets don't live in protective bubbles. They mm -hmm. get, they trip, they fall, they get cut, they get bit. So when you approach a dog, they smell your emotional state. Mm. So I tell everybody, I give you all permission to freak out later. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. And then I like that dramatic pause. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know. Later. Be so calm true. and confident. Say, never apologize when your pet mm. is hurt. Never baby talk when your pet is hurt because your dog is like, oh my gosh. Can I get a woman that knows what they're doing? I yeah, know yeah. I to be the captain now. You all know this as trainers. So calm, confident, and get to freak out later. It's yeah. so true. As soon as I sigh, they know. Like I'm like, yeah. yeah. <sighs> they're like, they're like, uh oh. It's either ear cleaning nails or something yeah. wrong. And I'm like, I know, they just know. <laughs> well, I found like, I found something happened with one of my dogs who's like extremely sensitive one time where I used to always, when he would get scared, I would say, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, don't worry. Right. It's okay. And guess what? I started saying, it's okay. It's okay. And he would start looking for things to be afraid of. Oh, oh yeah. He no. started, he started thinking like, oh no, it's okay. means something scary is happening. And I was like, oh my gosh. So now oh gosh. I've learned to just like keep it calm. Don't even say anything because yeah. it started creating like this pattern of like something scary is happening right now. And even though it was like my way of being like trying to calm him down, trying to calm myself down, like dogs pick up on those things for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sure. So I do have a pumpkin hiding behind me. I'm sure people are looking. Do you want to Talk a little bit about Halloween safety. Um, yes, yeah. would love that's, to. A, that's exactly what we want to do. Well, here's something that might scare you. This this year, according to the National Retail Foundation, you ready for it, ladies? Uh oh. We are going to spend up to seven hundred million dollars on pet costumes this year. <laughs> Holy cow! No way. Wait, I mean, it makes second. sense. I do spend a Wait lot a of second. money on those costumes. <laughs> what is that? I oh mean, come on. I have oh literally, I have like two giant bags full of costumes and I'm sure you guys, I mean, am I crazy? <laughs> Please tell me that's for the cat. <laughs> I need the cat no. costume. And then we um, have a, we I like, I used to have that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, you're talking to the right people here. I definitely have way too many costumes for my dogs, but I think that our listeners are probably the same kind of people where they have a whole collection of dog costumes. I, think I, some, I also think some people make the mistake and they just buy the costume and they just like assume their dog or animal is going to yeah. just wear it. And so yep. I think that 
you know, like if they, what, yeah. What are some things that you uh, would Kona's say? You, she's giving me a tip to tell you. What is it, Kona? Please let me wear a subtle Halloween mm. costume. Don't put anything that flattens my ears mm-hmm. or makes it hard for me to walk or blocks my eyes yeah. or please no little buttons that I can eat and choke on. Mm-hmm. So we spend Halloween at the veterinary ER. Definitely don't need that. <laughs> it's true. Well, it's true. Like, let's make Halloween not dressing. scary. How about that? Let's make it not yeah. scary for our dogs. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, that's- and, and, and make sure, like you both said, test them out. Because I know they look adorable. We want to post them on social media, the cool costumes. But if they're lip licking, if they're hiding under mm-hmm. the table, yeah. if mm-hmm. they're like, oh, no. Or they um, can't walk because it's so tight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Please, please. So what are some ways that you would want to maybe, you know, we always talk about, oh, the don'ts and don't do this and don't do that. Yeah. But what are some ways that you could kind of get your pet to be involved during the Halloween yeah. holiday, but not like, in a way that the dog's going to be maybe stressed out? What are some ways that you would say? I would say do something that works their brain and their body Mm. during the day on Halloween exercise. Maybe you're going to do agility, whatever, whatever event your dog loves to do, let them get some yayas out and let them work their noodle. Um, Maybe you could do food puzzles or something so that when the evening comes and the haunting Mm -hmm. is there, you know, they're they're a little bit more uh, exercised and they may be more relaxed and they may be more good to go. And definitely, if you're going to take your dog, if you go out trick-or-treating with your dog, I really say exercise caution. They better be on a real secure. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yes, so true. Especially since some of those costumes have like little janky little leash attachments. That's something Uh, that like you have to be very careful with. Make sure they have their ID on them. Thank you. You Yeah, for sure. I like that, Chrissy. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Make sure they have an ID, but make mm-hmm. sure they dig being around people that look pretty strange. Yeah. Look what people are going to be dressing up with. I mean, are you guys dressed up? What's your costumes? I have not decided yet. I, I mean, I really yet. need to get, I need, I've been trying to find like a whole family costume since we have a baby now and I want to have all yes. the dogs and all everybody. But I was thinking he should be a shark and uh, I'll I'll be the thing he eats because that's what's currently happening in my house. Yeah, that's so good. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, you, exactly. Okay about putting, is it on his back, the shark um, fin? Oh, or no, this is for your baby. Oh, oh, for the baby. Yeah. I mean, oh. all the dogs could be sharks too. But yeah, I wanted to ask you because I know we were just talking about like costumes for dogs. And then you just mentioned costumes for people. Cause I think that that's something that people overlook a lot is that yeah. for Halloween, like if you're wearing a costume or you wear, you know, those masks or something, mm-hmm. you look very different to your dog and new people coming over your house with costumes. Very good. Yeah. That could be super scary for your dog too. And so do you have specific tips that you like to give people for helping their dogs adjust and get ready for Halloween in that way? Yeah. I mean, first, you've got to know your dog's personality. Are they kind of a nervous Nelly or are they kind of a strut the catwalk kind of dog? Yeah. And if they're confident, if they're a little bit nervous, all of a sudden the doorbell's ringing and stranger danger is at the door and yeah. your dog, uh, what do I do? What do I do? So one idea is set them up for success. If your dog's a little unsure because we do look different, 
Have them in another room away from there where they have keep busy toys. And oh, here comes your plug. Turn on dog TV. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's so true. They have the relaxation programs. Like why not? You know, and, and, and have them be able to do something distraction free and you get to have a good time giving out candy to the kids. Now, if you got a dog that's really confident and loves, loves people, mm -hmm. this is a fun time for them. That's like, yes. oh my God, there comes Batman. That's right. That's <laughs> right. But Snoopy only has two legs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, you really need to know your pet and set them up for success um, because it should be fun. Halloween should not be Halloween. Right. It's true. It's true. And I think that you have to know that these people are also strangers and kids coming to the door and they may not be comfortable with your dog. Yeah. So you need to also think on the flip side, it's not just the dog the whole time, but it's also like the scenario of all the people Absolutely. coming through too. So I think that's a lot of good feedback and a lot of good advice. But what I have to ask is what are you going to be for Halloween this year? <laughs> <laughs> well, the cop-out answer is I put two red dots on my neck oh. and oh, right on my face and I become a vampire victim. Okay. Okay. That, I mean, you are pet safety. Can you have a little Band-Aid there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a good one. I like it. And I'm I like a house it. in Dallas that gives big candy bars. Ooh. Oh, no. That's my favorite. You must be the popular house then. It is. That's I hope that awesome. when they grow up to be teenagers, they will leave my house alone. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. It's so true. I'm telling you, those things go far i'll tell you we used yeah. to do the mischief night and i yes uh -oh. we did they, they, they're all gonna like your house but arden you mentioned that you give the big candy bars so that makes me think are there certain things because you know with candy everywhere i know that's yeah. kind of scary with people with dogs especially if you have a counter surfing dog oh look at all that candy oh my gosh yeah um yeah obviously that could be a big scare and you being the pet safety expert are there suggestions and tips that you would have for people when it comes to Obviously, avoiding eating your dog, having your dog eat this candy. But if your dog does end up right. snagging some candy, what is it that you suggest doing? Thanks, Amber. That's a great question. Here's a couple of things that people may or may not realize. Everybody talks about uh, chocolate. The mm -hmm. key is the darker the chocolate, the more dangerous it is to our dogs. Mm -hmm. There's always a Labrador that's going to eat a whole bag of M&Ms and be like, second, please. <laughs> right, and right, right, right. A little chihuahua that eats two and, and all of a sudden they're having a racing heart. They're having yeah. diarrhea. They got muscle tremors. They could have seizures and they can actually die. Yeah. The big deal is this big word in there. Theo, bro, mine. That is the ingredient in chocolate. And the symptoms, if your dog rated your, your Halloween candy, yeah. there's two things. One is the chocolate, obviously, but they don't show up for a few hours to, mm. you know, three to four hours. Second, you have these things, the cellophane wrappers. Oh, right? yeah. And yep. that can cause choking. Oh, and that's so also true. Obstruction. obstruction. Right. in their stomach, their intestines. So don't be a litter bug on Halloween. You ate that big candy bar and you toss it out. Well, guess what? Your dog's going to sniff your hand oh, on this. So true. Oh, that smells like a dog, mom. Yeah. And oh, children, wow. you know, they take their bags. And I remember just like leaving it on my bed or putting it under yeah. my bed. Just you know, yeah. keep it away from my siblings. Like that's, you make sure the whole family understands that. You well, have to yeah. And I would even put on the refrigerator the 888 number for the poison control hotline. Mm -hmm. Just be safe. 888-426-4435. Sure. 
Mm-hmm. Because it's happening at night and your vet clinic is closed. Right. Oh, yeah. So if something happens, everybody on a holiday should have that number right there yeah. for visibility. Or you can ask um, Alexa. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Careful saying it, it's going to start like oh my gosh. popping up. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other thing is the pumpkins. That's mm-hmm. another concern. If you got a real pumpkin, which is kind of cool, not the fake one behind me, um, mm-hmm. then the people dogs do well with real pumpkin that doesn't have sugar in it. But if you left that pumpkin out for a week or so and your dog oh, starts yeah. on it, that's kind of nasty and it has bacteria in it. Mm. So you're going to get to clean up diarrhea and vomiting. I know you both want to do that. It actually ferments oh, and yeah. can make squirrels be drunk. <laughs> you ever see I'm those like, videos? I've <laughs> not seen that. I just know that when I've had my pumpkin decorations out on my doorstep, I'll go outside and there's like bites out of it. I don't know if it's squirrels, if it's Probably. deer, but I'm like, where yeah. did my pumpkin go? It's like happy in. Or so. your, your ex-boyfriend, you know. Like, know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing that people don't realize on a real pumpkin, especially if you got a medium to large dog that loves to chew, you know, like a lab or something, mm. they're going to see that stem on the pumpkin. Oh, and yeah. To them, it's got the texture and the beckoning of a good chew. Yeah. The problem is it can cause choking and obstructions. Mm. So be real careful because the dog will just start gnawing on the. Yeah, the I've seen my dogs pumpkin. try and go for it many times for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it's so hard, then it, it doesn't digest and it blocks. Mm. So I don't know if that's probably a new one. Hopefully, people never heard yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. everyone thinks, oh, no chocolate, but you don't think about all those other little things or even just it's the wrappers. True. And you yeah. mentioned yeah. the wrappers, like little kids if they are eating their candy outside on the sidewalk could very well just leave that on the floor. So we like an old gum, like your sugar free gum, stuff like that. Like that's a huge one. So the fancy word, it sounds like a xylophone. Xylitol. (laughs) Xylitol. But here's the evil thing. Some companies on the ingredients are not listing the artificial sweetener xylitol. Mm -hmm. Calling it a really safe sounding name. Birch sugar. Oh yeah, that's right. So I read the label and I'm like, oh, birch sugar, that's fine. No, it's if not. If you have theobromine in your dark chocolate candy bar eaten by your dog to your dog eating sugar-free peanut butter from a Kong, mm-hmm. the xylitol is a hundred times more deadly yep. ingested. Oh my it gosh. Will shut the liver, cause oh, seizures and so death. So please read your label. I know dogs love peanut butter, but some people are on a keto diet, they're diabetic, or they're watching Uh their sugar, and they're starting to get more sugar-free items in their house. Mm -hmm. And that is going to cause mayhem and even death. So avoid bird sugar. And I wanted to quickly show you this. Oh, I know. I move over, Martha Stewart. Is that a candle? Like oh, a fake I candle? love those. Yeah. Right. You know, favorite. Arden, I will say as a fellow cat bomb, um, those <laughs> are the only thing that you can have with cats because yeah. I've seen I've seen cats be like, oh, fire and stick oh their hand gosh, right in it. Stop. They stick their so, hand in my cups of water. They oh stick their my hand gosh. in my candles. That's so right. that's <laughs> that's crazy. That's so crazy. So make sure if you have a pet household, sorry. I don't have real candles, yeah. uh, liquid potpourri, because if a cat swats it or a dog's tail wipes it, 
it's on fire and they're going to put it in their mouth and yeah. now you have burns in their mouth and oh their tail gosh, or their paws. I've, I've literally had a friend whose cat's tail got caught on fire from a candle. Oh man. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, so, man. um, we're, we don't bring those in our house either. That's a great <laughs> thing because especially with Halloween, I feel like we like to make that spooky mood and everything. And that's something yeah. people really don't think of is the candles yeah. and the fire and the so true. Or even like yeah. people who do like the fake fog, like what is that made out of? Like we deal with that on set work all the time. That's true. But I feel like I could like talk to you about this forever because there are so many different avenues, but I think as long as people can stay attention to their details and ask questions, right? And reach out yeah. to you. And also you also have right, a you, lot of yeah, resources. What do you got there, Chrissy? Look at this. I've got some books. These oh, are awesome, you. awesome books. Please tell us a little bit because I want people to be able to look you up, find you, and also learn from you. And I've got some great books that you sent my way that we've been sharing with my daughter here Thank that you. are specialized towards children, which is wonderful. That's so well, great. Show that first one up because it's always nicer when the host shows it, not the guest. This one is called A Kid's Guide to Dogs. Yes. And it also stars Kona with running sidebars, talking to the kids. Aww. And it's now in its fifth printing in two years in five wow. languages. Is because they're our next generation. You're moms, and we want them to get off on the right paw. So yeah. we have some fun. We make them become poopologists. <laughs> poopologists. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then for um, adults, um, I have the Dog Behavior Answer Book. And I convinced my publisher to put K Kona on the cover. Show which one's Kona. Right there. There you go. My That's name really is fun. Arden Moore. You go to ArdenMoore.com, but I have a big wish you social mediaites. Go to Arden Moore YouTube and Arden Knows Pets on uh, TikTok. I'm almost at 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. Big deal. Awesome. But I have like yes. 600 and some videos and shorts. Wow. Doing TikTok. But I want people and their pets to have mm -hmm. a kicktail life and have a good time and be safe. And that's kind of my mission is to bring out the best in pets and their people. I have a radio show called Four Legged Life. Chrissy's aunt was on it. We've got to yes. get Amber on. And uh, also the longest running pet podcast on the planet. Wow, that's Old awesome. Behave since 2007. Yeah. What were you doing in 2007? Don't even tell me. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's private. right. <laughs> well, Arden, we have so much to learn from you. I mean, so this is our last episode before the holiday season. Oh, um, and so we are going to be getting some hopeful tips from you, I'm hoping, with your successful podcast for our up and coming next season. Is there anything mm -hmm. that you suggest for us as we're new to our podcasting life here? Well, you've got good equipment, you got good energy, <laughs> and you're fun. Bring your personality out, and like you did, do your homework on your guest before yeah. they come on, and let them feel welcome. But um, I, I think you guys, uh, you, you guys got this. That's and good. I'm glad we get the seal of approval from you. Yay! <laughs> from the pro herself. I know. I'm so excited to check out everything else. I honestly kind of want to take one of your courses. I took a pet CPR course ages ago, I probably could re, you know, redo it every few years is probably what Definitely. I should do. So I'd love to take one of your courses well, I and promise get you will learn in a fun way, in yeah. a practical way. And I tell dad jokes. So just oh, great. You sound, you sound just like my kind of teacher. That's great. That's right. Maybe have Nick sit in. Nick can sit in on yeah. that. Kona, I'll say to Kona, she's on the demo table. Oh no, Kona, you broke your front leg again. She does this. Oh, oh. And my she's, she's perfect. 
when you're doing one-handed CPR. My cat purrs on the table. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That is adorable. Oh, that sounds wonderful. That sounds so great. You just go to Pet First Aid for you, and you can sign up, and uh, or we can get a group of dog mom friends and have a private class. Do a little webinar. I love that. That sounds awesome. This has been such a fun episode. I think this is like, not only has it been fun, but like how much information you can like so get. Much. There's so many things yeah. to remember. And honestly, like your little, you said uh, like xylophone for xylitol, those little things like you, you don't realize that's how your brain remembers them. And yes. so that's just, all those little things are really helpful. And I'm, I'm logging it in my brain, my new mom brain. I'm trying to like, keep it, keep it in there. You're and keep it, simple. Keep, it yeah. simple. <laughs> keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple. That's right. And, and just keep the eye on the prize, which is protecting and bringing out the best in your pet. And I, she's my best friend, Kona. Mm-hmm. And my cat is my BFF. Casey is my best feline friend. Mm-hmm. So Aww. I'm doubly blessed. Absolutely. And we're blessed every day to have them. Thank you so much for being with us today, Arden. We hope you have a great rest of your holiday and rest of the year as well. You too. It's so great to be on your show, Chrissy and Amber. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Arden. Bye, Kona. Bye, Kona. All right, it's that time. We had such a great interview with Arden, but we are here to answer your questions that you put right on the Dog TV website. Again, you can go to dogtv.com slash the dog moms where you can actually record right from your phone and ask us a question and submit it. So we've got a few today that we're going to address and see what we have. Let's go down the pike. I love this because we never know what we're going to get. And so it's really off the cuff and really fun. All right, so let's dive into the first question we have. It's from Jack in Denver, and he says, my job requires me to travel quite a bit. Chrissy, this one's right up our alley. (laughs) He says, I'd love to take my dog Max with me when traveling. Do you have any tips for making traveling stress-free for your dog? That's... I mean, that's what I we do all the time. One. Chrissy's the expert I traveler. I think that people <laughs> could take this in two different directions. My gut instinct was like, get him a crate and make it super cozy and give him things that's going to make him comfortable. And some people are like, my dogs don't do crates. It's not going to work. So I think there's two different ways to look at it. But for me, if you're asking me, I would say get a crash tested crate and I would say make it roomy, give them a bed that they know that they're not going to shred, something that they can chew on that you can also kind of supervise or something that's definitely safe for them to chew on for a while. And I love using like Adaptil spray, which is like a nice calming spray that you can utilize in this space. It actually mimics the mom's pheromones. And so like it just chills them out a little bit. It doesn't make them like groggy at all, but it just helps them feel easy. And you can yeah. do like dog TV relaxation sounds. But I'm more of like that direction for traveling mm-hmm. with my dogs. I know there's so many different ways though. Yeah, I've traveled quite a bit with all my dogs and my cats. And um, I will say that like, especially if you don't use crates or whatever, just find something that is like the same consistent for your dog, whether that be when you feed them or maybe like the bed that they have. I think finding those things and, and making sure when you are traveling to locations that your dog has those familiar things, such as their bed and their feeding time, um, that helps them feel more comfortable and confident in what's happening. Because if everything else is changing around them, you want to find some sort of consistency for your dog, whether that be with you having a chew time at a certain time of day. I find that helps them adjust a lot to Mm -hmm. lots of different change and travel. 
Um, and also do don't do like a 300 mile trip right off the bat. Like if yeah. you have a big trip with your pet, you have to do short trips in the beginning to just be like, Hey, is this something that's going to be okay with the dog? Is the dog going to handle this and get them used to kind of like what that process is like before you take off this to this 100. huge trip. So I think there's, 100%. So many, there's so many tips there, but to make it stress-free, I think it's working with your dog and figuring out what works for your dog and keeping things consistent, but also giving them a safe space within the car so that they're not freaking out and they feel safe. And a lot of times they're cave dweller type animals. So a lot of times they like to have something that they can kind of nestle in and be safe in and stay. Right. And that works for the car. Also works for hotel rooms, for Airbnbs. Having that that space for your dog is really essential. And like Chrissy said, making sure that you are practicing traveling in small increments before you have to go on a big trip is huge. The reason why our dogs are so comfortable traveling in the car is because they do it so often. And Mm -hmm. so making sure that you gradually work up to, if you have a big trip coming up, you gradually work up to being able to be in the car for a long time or traveling with your dog for an extended period of time. But I hope that answers your question, Jack. I know we have a a couple other questions to get to. Yes. So here's the next one. It's Karen from Chicago. She says, I'm thinking about adopting a second dog. What should I consider when introducing a new pet into a home with an existing dog? And both of us have experienced this. Yeah. And I think this obviously depends um, on like the age dog you're bringing in and like the temperaments and personalities of the dog. And I know we've touched on this in the past quite a bit, um, but I will just give a brief little story of when I had one dog. <laughs> right. Well, I had one well, dog. You, I was had, living- you had an adopted dog, right? Yeah. T- so, so I you had brought Tucker. in an adopted dog. Yeah. I, I never just had one dog. I was living with my parents who had three dogs. I had okay. my one dog. So Tucker's never been an only dog, but Um, when I had just Tucker as my personal dog, I wanted to adopt my other dog now, Oakley. Um, but the biggest consideration was making sure the two of them got along because they were Mm -hmm. both adult male dogs. And so having their personalities mesh together was the most important thing. And so if you're going to be adopting an older dog specifically, I think it's really helpful to find a program or find a rescue that will work with you to make sure the dogs can be introduced beforehand Mm -hmm. um, so that you can see if their personalities mesh. Because I know when my dog Oakley first met my dog Tucker, their first introduction did not go well at all. all. Oakley decided he was so excited about Tucker, he wanted to hump him. And then Tucker bit him in the face. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was it was not good. If I would have gone off that first greeting, I would think, oh my gosh, this would never work. But I, I knew that if they had more gradual greetings and That's slow right. introductions, they would be okay. So when you are bringing in another dog, make sure you have that time to either work with a foster or rescue to see if they can cohabitate um, and take it slow and make sure yeah. the introductions are gradual over time. It's true. Or like, you know, if you're not sure about it and you're about to bring them into your home, like do get in touch with a professional trainer, someone yeah. who deals with positive re- reinforcement, rewards and treats, but also has an understanding for behavior. And that kind of direction can really help you mitigate those first steps while bringing your dog in and maybe have them meet in a neutral zone and like not yeah. have it be at the house. Maybe it's a place where it's neutral for right. both of them. So neither of them are like, this is my territory. Absolutely. So there's so, there's and don't, so much don't be there. impulsive. Don't just bring a dog home, throw both of the dogs in the backyard <sighs> and hope it's going to go well. Don't do it. Because 
that's just going to be really stressful for everyone involved. Yes. So try try to contact a you know a reputable trainer, uh, get involved with a rescue or a foster that can help you make it a gradual process and stress free for everyone. Um, and me- remember that the dog that you have first is your priority in that scenario. So if the new puppy you're bringing in is just too much for your older dog, maybe keep that in mind and try to find a second dog that would complement the dog that you have already. That's right. Or have gates, baby gates. It can also be oh, yes. a helpful thing if you need it. I have quite a few in my house. Absolutely. Yeah. I know awesome. when I brought my puppy whiskey home, I had to have gates and pens for maybe a month when we first yes, had her. So, yes. But now all things are great. So I hope that you're able to adopt a second dog, Karen, and that it goes really well for you. All right. We have one last one. All right. I'll answer that one. I hear my baby crying. <laughs> oh, right. no. Uh-oh. It's eating time. All right. So this says, hi, Chrissy and Amber. This is Olivia from Miami. Woo woo. I'm from Miami too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Living in a hot and humid climate. I know. I don't miss it. She (laughs) says, I have noticed my my dog tends to have skin issues like dry patches and itching. What kinds of skincare routines or products do you recommend for dogs living in similar conditions? Wow. I have firsthand experience living in Miami and um, it is like a swamp. It is a lot there. And... uh, it does get really rough. And I actually just dealt with a bout of like dry skin with Oakley recently. Okay. I just found a product that was like an aloe vera based spray. I'm trying it out. It's going well. Um, but I know a lot of things have to do with diet. So I'll let Chrissy right, dive into the diet right. part of it. But I know um, from firsthand experience, finding different sprays, you want to look for something that's natural. Having yeah. all these like sprays where you put a ton of stuff on your dog's skin can sometimes make it worse. It's true. Um So I find brushing often really helps spread those natural oils. And then I'm currently trying – I'm trying a a spray that has aloe vera, um, and it's from Arc Naturals. And so far, it's going well. But a lot of that has to do with the inside of your dog. Like the why. Yeah, it's hard to tell. You know, we had – I recently had a bout, and I was like at Super Zoo, which was like the luckiest place to be because it was like, here's all the products in the world to go find your answer. (laughs) So I actually ran into Scout's Honor, and they they had a cool spray that was really nice for the coat. But I will say like – Is it like a probiotic? Is it like a probiotic spray or something? Yeah, and it really helped, but it smelled so good. But Mm. I would say like find out the why. Like is this a food allergy? Is this a contact dermatitis? Is this like – a form of mange or fleas, like not to go into yeah. those details, but it could be the why is so important there. But there are certain things like I get from the vet and I keep on hand. One is called gentamicin. I like to hold on to that. That's good for hot spots. Like if your dog is getting wet a lot and not drying properly, then they could be hot spots that you're actually seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also had a friend recently, it was like, it was a true bacterial infection. So wow. really go, I would say go to your vet and like get that kind of diagnosis they can do a skin scraping and they can really try to figure it out. It may not just be right. like, cause dry yeah, patches, might, might, you know, it might not just be the humidity or yeah. something either. You might you have think something so, like, else going on. I recently, one of my dogs was just shedding nonstop and I was this close to taking him to the vet because it just wasn't improving for weeks. And got it. Um, we just are starting to improve now. So I was like, all right, but yeah. we're ready to like go do extra blood work to see if like the shedding is not just, you know, environment related, but right. Um, yeah, I know it's hot and, hu- and humid in Miami, but definitely see if there's other things going on. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're brushing your dog's coat. Using things like salmon oil in their food is really helpful oh, too. It does to help, help a hydrate. lot. And don't yeah. like over bathe them because that's another problem. You think the answer is like I got to bathe them a lot, but it actually dries out the coat right. more. Or so, if your dog goes you know, swimming every day, like if yeah. they go, I know in, in Miami a lot of people have pools and their dogs go swimming all the time. Oh, and, and that, that chlorine? can actually really. 
dry yeah, their skin out. It can mess them so, up. Yeah, so I would say, attention. I would say like there are some natural remedies. I think you had one that you had mentioned and I used one from Scout's Honor um, that I really liked, but if it's not improving and it's not getting better and it's still bothering them, that's definitely a call for the vet and make sure you yeah. get that kind of why figured out and then you can, you can move forward from there. It, it could be a food allergy. Who knows? Absolutely. So definitely dig a little deeper there. Not your dog, you, <laughs> and uh, hopefully you can find an answer to that one. Hopefully we gave you some interesting facts to hopefully help your dog out at home. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Dog Moms Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. We want to thank our amazing guest, Arden Moore, for talking with us. That was so much fun. We also want to thank our listeners. You guys are amazing. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for sending us your questions. We love hearing from you guys and we love learning more about our dogs with you. And if you like this episode, don't hesitate. Please leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast. You can also follow us on our social media accounts for more updates and content. And don't forget, if you check out our website, dogtv.com slash the dog moms for more information and resources on dog care enrichment, you can also send us your questions there. Until next time, stay positive and have a wonderful day with your furry friends. Bye. Bye.